the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You are in the eye of the hurricane. The official podcast of Manatee Hurricanes football with your host, Chad Choke. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of In the Eye of the Hurricane with head football coach Jacques Green. I'm your host, Chad Cho. We want to thank you for joining us as we talk everything Manatee football. Coach, thanks for joining us today as we get going and looking forward to uh, homecoming this week against Kissimmee Osceola. Um, should be an uh, exciting game. You know, Kissimmee Osceola is uh, annually a good football team. Uh, we're looking forward to playing those guys. Let's talk a little bit last week. You know, disappointing loss, 27-9 against Palmetto. Um, and, you know, before the, the we started the podcast here, you know, we're talking and, and, and just kind of, you know, going over some stuff. And, you know, it really, to me, it's about the start of the game. It's about how we start um, in those first couple drives. And we really did pretty darn well. And then all of a sudden, you know, a penalty brings us back on the first drive, got to kick a field goal. Then we do a turnover on the second drive inside the 10-yard line. No points are scored. We talked about it last week. Who wins these games? Typically, it's turnover battle mm-hmm. and, 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 and penalties. Um, we didn't win on those sides, and, and that's kind of how the score of the outcome was. Yeah, we, we can't turn the ball over. We, we're not good enough as a team to turn the ball over and then be able to overcome mistakes. So uh, we have to be able to keep driving the football and get some points at the end, you know, preferably a touchdown. Uh, last couple of games, we've came out uh, pretty good. We drove the ball all the way down the field, and at times our drive stalled. So if we can run the ball a lot better, I think it'll help us in the red zone. We also start off the game with some really good special teams, uh, some kickoff return that really help uh, in field position and, and really spark and get some momentum going for the guys. How big is that to, to have, you know, obviously two guys back there that are pretty darn good in Jaleel and Tyreek um, to be able to maybe make a big play like that at the beginning, beginning of the game for you? Um, the type of team we are, we, we have to be good on special teams, and, and we take it real serious here special teams. I play a lot of stars on special teams, so uh, I thought that was one of the – bright spots in our our season so far we've been pretty pretty good on special teams as far as uh returning kicks and i think we've got a few block a block plan and block field goals so far this year so if we can continue to play well on special teams and get better and run the football on offense i think defensively we play pretty solid you know for the most part last couple of games well and even special teams too i think our coverage has been pretty good on kickoff and then on punt as well which obviously you know can bring momentum from the other side uh for the the team you're playing against you know we we can you, as you go back and you review the film, you look at some of the stuff from last week. Um, is it is it something you see? I mean, we obviously know we had some snap some snap issues, some offensive line you know issues up front a little bit here and there. Is there something else you see that that you know we fix this and we could have this type of thing? Um, a lot of it's technique work up front and offensive line. Though at, at times we won't stay on our double teams and we'll run to the second level and leave our center out to dry. Uh, you know, down in the red zone, we, we've told the guys over and over we have to get tighter splits down there to make sure. Because down there, everybody's coming at the quarterback. There's no zone coverage down there. Uh, you got linebackers shooting gaps and what have you. So we have to tighten up all the splits down in the red zone so we can get the football in. So we had chances, you know, early in the game. We had a touchdown was called back. Uh, we had another fumble on the two-yard line. So 
we've moved the ball for the most part. We just can't self-destruct, you know, like we've did done in the past. You know, we've been pretty good between the 30s. Uh, hopefully, we can move the ball once we get inside the red zone and score touchdowns and help our defense out. You know, I thought we, when we started the game, you know, Corey getting good touches and running from the ball really well, actually. Um, it does come to a point where you're down by, by X amount of points that you got to kind of throw the ball a little more because you got to get back in the, in the game. Um, and, and the time is obviously against you at that point. Um, is that something we want to concentrate on more is getting Corey the ball, running the ball, maybe Rory or, you know, or Roy Bichette now maybe back a little bit um, and, and really be able to run the ball and be physical? Yeah, we're trying to get the ball to, to Corey and Roy. They're, those are quick guys that can run the football. Uh, but the thing that we've had the last two games, uh, both both games, well, all three games, our tight end has went down early in the game. They right. really kill your game plan because you, you don't really have a backup at that position right now. Um, the first game of the year, Trent, Trent broke his foot. Uh, second game of the year, Kobe got hurt. Thought he could go. And, yeah, thought he yeah, could go and hurt. Yeah. And this last game, he thought he could go and he got his ankle rolled. So uh, this week we worked a lot of, you know, getting some guys to play that position if, if anything happens with Kobe or what have you. Um, also, by having that wing, it gives us a chance to create extra gaps up front and they'll be able to run the football. So hopefully uh, we'll be able to have some resemblance of a run game this week and not ask Jason to sit back and throw the football so many times. You know, with Jace, it just sometimes feels like he's – um, it, it, well, in the beginning of the game, he looked pretty comfortable in the pocket. There was really no pressure, nothing really going there. As one, uh, some pressure starts happening, or two, um, some snaps begin to be errant, and now he's got to, you know, that that timing is off. It seems to me sometimes he's just a little bit of his in, in, his own worst enemy. Whether it's and he's in his head, he's not doing you know a progression right, or he thinks he doesn't have enough time, but he really does. Is that something you're seeing and trying to just calm him down? And and coach, it's hard as a quarterback because you you almost feel like the, the world's on your shoulders, pressure's on you to do something. Yes, he, he, he takes uh he, he puts too much pressure on himself because he's one of the returning stars. You know he he, he should understand that um, his job is to get us into good plays and make good decisions. You know we can't turn the ball over. We're not good enough on offense to overcome turnovers. Um, but you know, it, it's tough also to accidentally sit back there and drop, you know, 30, 35 times a game. And also to exile tackles to be able to block speed rushes 35, 30, you know, 30, 35 times a game. So hopefully this week we have some resemblance of a run game so we don't have to sit back and throw the ball as much. Um, we'll huddle up a lot more this week and try to just, you know, um, control the clock and play good defense, play good special teams. The um – uh, one of before we start talking about the defense, one of the offenses, the second half, I believe, I don't know if it's third quarter, fourth quarter, we did go a little maybe up tempo, kind of moving maybe a little bit. Is that something that that you saw? I saw it as hey, maybe that's something we can build off of. I don't know if I don't know if you did or not, or if it was something that was planned. Hey, let's just see if some up tempo stuff works. Just seemed to me that maybe sometimes you don't think about it as much as a kid. You know, you don't think in between plays. You just you got to go the next one, boom, it's in a turn. Yeah, we, we did the last couple of years. We mostly no huddle, but we had a lot more experienced guys on offense. You know, this year we got so many guys that never played football. So I think it'd be much better if we just you know line up and huddle up because you know when Jace gets in the huddle, he's getting the huddle with a lot of tenth grade receivers who really need to take their time and understand what they have to do before they go up to the line of scrimmage. So I, I want to do a combination of both. You know, we practice no huddle for our two minute drills, so we can carry on some of that no huddle stuff within the game. So. I think it'd be better if that we can huddle up and also be able to do two minutes, you no, know, instead of just going you no know, break fast, you no know, playing, no no huddle football all the time. On the defensive side of the ball, really, um, we kind of shut down the run game. Um, I was pretty happy about that. Um, it really made them one dimensional. I know, obviously, their quarterback gets hurt in second series, I believe. 
Um, and quarterback comes in, isn't really a thrower, but did enough, you know, and, and, and to, to get balls in the air, uh, you know, and really, you know, if, if some secondary issues don't happen, it's a different game. What you, would you see from the defense um, from Friday night? I thought defense played well. No, our scheme we did uh, defensively is what we, we expected. We expected to shut down the run game or at least make the football bounce wide and, and, and our guys can run the ball down from there. Uh, we have to get better on third downs. I think both of their long pass players on third down and one was on fourth and ten. So we got to be smarter and know that we have to keep the ball in front of us, you know, based on the down and distance because we, we, we knew that quarterback is not going to sit back there and pick us apart. So we have to get more eyes on the quarterback, get our zone drops, and make him make, you know, accurate passes in the pass game. It just it really goes to show, and it's it's tough for, for fans that, that watch the game live um, and, and you go away from the game and – you're thinking, you know, oh, oh, X, Y, Z, this happened, this happened, we can't do this, can we can do this, whatever the opinions are. And then you go back and watch film, and it's much different. Um, you know, I, I told you I'm a, I was a film junkie, and I love watching film. Um, and, and I did that against the game and, and against Palmetto uh, just recently this week. And, it, and it's just very little things that if are corrected or we don't make those little tiny mistakes – I think that game is, is completely different. And it's hindsight 2020, but I don't think we're so far off as when we left from when we left the stadium Friday night yeah. to what you are to once you watch the film and you see. So with that being said, the players are probably the big – it don't matter what us adults think. It's about the kids and the yeah. guys on the field. What's the, their thoughts? They watched the film, and Jace watched the film, and he saw you know, we had guys running wide open that – you know, sometimes they were the first read or, or the flat route was the first read. If he would just stay with his progressions and not try to do too much, he saw that a, a place where he can get the ball out of his hands and not have to worry about evading the rush. Um, also, we, we don't have room for, for, for error. You know, there's no do-overs in football. You, know, you have to do it right the first time. You can't make a mistake and be like, oh, we'll do it the next time. Because the next, if you make a mistake that time, it, it could be a sack fumble or interception. The other team has the football. So, we have to be great the first time we do everything because there's no room for error. We don't we don't have any special players on our team to make mistakes and just be able to overcome mistakes as we keep playing. And look, you watch Saturdays and you watch Sundays. Typically, the teams that make the least mistake possible typically come out as, as victors in the game. Well, don't go anywhere, anybody out there. That's, that's enough talk from the Palmetto. We're looking forward to this week against Kissimmee Osceola. Don't go anywhere. We'll uh, take a quick break to listen to our sponsors. We'll be right back here at the, in the Eye of the Hurricane with Coach Chuck Green. Champions aren't made by sneaker companies, social media, or television networks. Champions are forged by Florida's merciless summer sun. One more sprint ran in the sand. One more set of bench presses and one more hour of rep after rep after rep until perfection is reached and character is made rock solid. The Hurricane Champions Foundation will provide the resources needed to cover the cost of special projects and gear needed to ensure that our Hurricane athletes participating in all sports have the resources and opportunities they need to match the size of their hearts and the depth of their dedication. The Hurricane Champions Foundation, supporting Manatee High School Athletics, where champions are made. Support the Manatee Champions Foundation. For just $10 a month, you can help our local athletes realize their championship dreams. Find out more and set up your donation at hurricanechampionsfoundation.org. That's hurricanechampionsfoundation.org. 
Coastline Contractors serving Anna Maria, Longboat, Bradenton, and Sarasota are the official construction sponsors of Manatee Hurricane Football. Owner Jack Schneider and his wife Courtney are both MHS grads and proudly call Bradenton their home. Jack's team can handle your building project, whether it's new construction, remodeling, or commercial construction. They specialize in custom builds, attention to detail, and high-end finishes, making the building process personal. Find out more on their website, CoastlineContractorsLLC.com. That's CoastlineContractorsLLC.com. Welcome back to In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Jacquez Green. I'm Chad Chope. Coach, we talked about Palmetto. You move on from games, whether you win or lose, you come into this week. We got Kissimmee Osceola coming in at 2-1, and one, uh, one loss to uh, Coco, which is obviously a, a perennial good team, 21-20. Uh, then they go and they kind of beat the beat the brakes off of two teams, Olympia last week. And um, uh, I'm going to try to pronounce their name, Tohoapo Kaliga. Uh, anybody out there who thinks they can pronounce that better, please text me or call me or something. Uh, but they but they beat those guys, and really it was, it was it's kind of hard to watch what, what they were going to do because they just beat them so bad. Uh, but we do know Kissimmee obviously very well from the past years we've played them. Uh, what's your thoughts on them as they come in uh, Friday night? Um, Kissimmee is a team that I'm pretty familiar with, and Mantee High School is pretty familiar with. We played them two out of the last, well, this will be three out of the last four years. Uh, Played them in the semifinal game um, in 2012 when I was at Lincoln High School. They're always a physical team. They're always going to be real good on defense. The only difference is they no longer run the, the wing T type deal. Um, they have a good, a big time passer, uh, Chad Masco, who's one of the better quarterbacks in the state. They throw the ball a little bit more than they, way more than they did in years past. So um, they're more of a spread oriented team. So I think we match up pretty good with spread oriented teams. You know, if we can keep the ball in front of us and play the run like we did last week, I think we'll be good on defensively. I did when I did turn on the film to watch. I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't Kissimmee. Like, am I watching which color, which jersey is Kissimmee Osceola? Because they're not in this, you know, double wing and all that kind of craziness. Um, you know, how how the week go? It's you know, um, I think I think kids and young adults are way more resilient than we think they are. Than sometimes it's us adults. Um, how did the how the week of practice go? You know, coming off of obviously an emotional game with the rivalry against Palmetto, then probably seeing, hey, we really didn't play up to our potential. How the week go with the practice? It went well. We had a good week of practice. Um, the kids, we always watch film on Monday, so the kids see on the film the uh, the plays we left out there and the misreads or the missed tackles or the bus coverages. So they saw it. They, they understand that we still have six games left in the season, seven games left in the season. So there's a lot of football left to be played. Uh, most important, there's a lot of district games left to be played you know, in the state. And also, by playing uh, the schedule we play, you'll get a lot of RPI points by playing good teams. So the playoffs are still available, and there's still a chance to win the district, you know, which is our two main goals right now, to uh, win the district and get into the playoffs. Well, I mean, when you have a front-loaded schedule of tough teams, uh, sometimes it's sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But it's a, but it's always going to be a good thing to tee as a barometer to say where are we at as a team and know that, look, you know, we can't make small mistakes against really good teams. And, and come out victorious. We're playing a less, you know, superior team. We make mistakes and we win. Eh, what do you really learn from that? And I think that's something that that hopefully we've learned in these last several weeks. Yeah, we had to play um, play a tough schedule. You know, a lot of teams in the area win playoffs this year, so we had to go out and find some teams to play. Um, a lot of schools went travel because of COVID, so we had to plug in our schedule. So. Um, I'm not you know, mad about playing good teams. I think in order to reach our goal is to be state champions eventually, I think you have to play tough teams and learn how to beat tough teams. So I think it's a great experience for our kids, but we, we got to start beating some of these you know, good teams soon. 
Well, that'll happen hopefully Friday night as Kissimmee comes in 2-1, uh, and one, like I said. So offensively, run more, a little more of a spread. You know, they do run the ball. They don't throw it. They haven't thrown it as much, especially the last two games. You know, a little bit different. Um, and, and like you said, the, the quarterback's pretty darn good quarterback. Looks very athletic. Offensive line, defense line are typically the same. Uh, you know, Kissimmee guys, big, physical. Uh, on defense, you know, they were under normal. Looks like a 4-3, cover 4, maybe cover 2, you know. But uh, nothing nothing crazy special. But their D-line is pretty special. D-line is uh, probably the strength of their team. They're very big, uh, similar to Lakeland. They got two, uh, two of their guys, I think, you know, ranked or uh, considered, you know, rated real high within the state or within the country. Um, we have to do some things from the gate. Their pass rush up front. Um, they do run up the field a lot, so we think we can trap them and get underneath those guys. Um, linebackers are not real big linebackers. They're small, more quick, you know, guys that can run to the football. I think they tackle real well as a defense. Um, secondary, they play more of a cover four, but those guys, you know, understand what they're doing back deep, and they, they, they tackle well in the back end, and they're pretty physical for defensive backs. When uh, when you, you you kind of alluded right there, when you've got a defensive line um, that's fast and aggressive. Um, talk about why you feel like there's some things you can do maybe in the run game to get, like you said, underneath those guys. Yeah, we have to do some things to negate the, the teams rushing us you know, up the field so fast, you know, trying to get after our quarterback. Uh, we try to run draws to get underneath those guys. We try to trap them from running up the field. And we try to do some run plays to you know, stay on double teams a lot longer and get some push in the run game. Uh, we have to do something to be able to get you know, three or four yards of carry to make some manageable third downs. We, we can't live in the world of uh, converting third and nines and third and ten. So we're, we're a lot better. And you can, the playbook opens up a lot more when it's third and three and third and four. Do you, do you feel sometimes is, is this part of maybe some game planning where, uh, you know, defensive line is, is, is pretty solid, pretty good. We're struggling, some has some struggles here and there on the offensive line. Uh, do you game plan at all to maybe get Jace out of the pocket? Obviously, he's a lefty, so I, I, I look left because kind of natural where he throws. Is that something that, that you know, is that something something we can kind of slow down a little bit their their rush too? Is if we can get out of the pocket and get away from it? Yeah, you have to change the lunch point for your quarterback. You know, you can't just drop back in the same area. We tried to roll out a couple of times last week, but we're not where we want to be at as far as that that protection. So we repped it a lot this week. So you you want to be able to run some boots. You want to be able to roll out. You want to be able to. Uh, run some naked and come back the opposite direction and, and just make those guys indecisive on defense so they don't understand what Jason's setting up each time. You know, one thing we didn't talk about is, is uh, you know, it looks like we got a new punter uh, from, from Friday night. Punted actually pretty darn well. Um, and that just allows Jason, Jace was punting. And, and sometimes, hey, it's not bad to have Jace back there. Maybe you can do some trick plays and things like that. But having an actual punter back there allows Jace some time to get off and breathe a little bit as well. Yeah, it was good for Jace to be able to get off the field on fourth down because sometimes it's like he was winded when he went back to punt and he'll shank it every blue moon. And the guy last week, uh, Kalaneko, I think his last name is, he did a good job. He flipped the field a couple of different times for us as far as punting the football. And as long as we're playing solid defense and we're playing great on special teams, we'll, we'll always have a chance to win football games. What do you do this week with it, with it being homecoming? Obviously, the distractions of stuff going on up Powder Puff was was Wednesday. My daughter's team got beat bad uh, for a freshman team. Uh, uh, but, but you know, with some of those distractions, you, you will probably have guys having to take pictures. And, 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 and I don't want to say that negatively. It's a great time in your high school career, homecoming, taking pictures, maybe walking at halftime, things like that. I don't want to take that away from those guys. When I, when I was doing it, it was, it was great. Uh, but as your coach, you're worried about it. Um, so how do you how do you get those guys' mindset ready for the game? Enjoy the festivities, but when that when you walk in between those lines, it's got to be a different mentality. 
Yeah, the thing about it, though, a lot of the guys who are doing the uh, homecoming festivities are the same ones who did last year's juniors and the same ones who did last year's sophomores. They understand they have to do the little deal at halftime, but they have to get refocused and get ready to play. Um, the thing with COVID here this year, the COVID going on in different schools, they they don't have as many uh, festivities going on. You don't have to worry about the dance on Friday night. So <laughs> so it's not as, as bad as years past as far as homecoming. So, But, you know, the kids do a little deal at halftime, and, and you want them to enjoy that. You know, you don't have a – one senior homecoming or, or so many homecomings within high school. So at the same time, football is important, but you still want them to be able to enjoy themselves as high school students. Yeah, no doubt there. And, and hopefully uh, one way we'll definitely enjoy it is with a victory here at Joe Canan Field at Hawkins Stadium and the first one on the season would be fantastic. And we're all behind you here, and, uh, and, and so is all of Hurricane Nation. So everybody out there listening, we look forward to you to being here. 7.30 is kickoff. Uh, obviously, it's homecoming. There will be some awesome festivities and things going on uh, at halftime. Uh, tickets are not sold here at at, uh, at Joe Canan Field. Go to GoFan.com. Register and do all that good stuff and get your tickets there. 7.30 kickoff against Kissimmee Osceola. Uh, Cowboys coach, thank you again, as always, for joining us. And we'll see you next week. And as always, Go Canes Go! Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.